We welcome you into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We're on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. As always, you can download our podcast wherever you want to go. Spotify, Sammy iTunes. Apple Podcast, Kippy. There you go. There too. And remember, always text us at 590-590 if you've got something positive to say or just useful or not useful or not positive <laughs> just text us whatever send us anyway tons to get into in the next two hours including pierre dorian fired after uh first round draft pick was lost due to a a trade that happened two years ago with vegas that was dandenov to vegas apparently a no trade list was not included in that trade that buggered up everything yeah. after that mm-hmm. including a trade from Vegas to Anaheim right where Anaheim was supposedly on that list factor in that the Leafs lay an egg on home ice against the LA Kings and man oh man I love a, a day like today because <laughs> the show writes itself provinces of ontario has it coming today let me tell you all right let's uh let's get into quickly a little bit because this is uh the major story of the day that general manager pierre dorian has been relieved of his duties fired um i think the technical term we heard out of owner again michael and lauer this point already resign take to get fired again did i not bring up a good point yes nobody gets fired everybody resigns but but before we get into that okay just your initial thoughts on the nhl coming down hard with a hammer on a first round pick that the senators will lose either this year in 2024 25 or 26 it's their choice my first thoughts kipper that's a massive punishment I mean, that is a, a first-rounder to a rebuilding Sens team looking for a new bar, new owner, trying to turn things around. That's a massive punishment. Uh, and not even, like, they're rebuilding, but the other side of that is they're wanting to be good soon, and when you're not An drafting asset. guys, yeah. you're using that at trade deadlines and in the off-seasons to acquire better players. Yeah. My other takeaway is that the league is better when you have personalities in it, or at least people who will say the way they really feel. And I watched that whole Michael Andlauer presser with you, and he said some stuff. He is not happy. And I don't think we've heard the last of this from Andlauer, from the Sens, from the NHL. Yeah, I think we have. There's nowhere to go, JB, on this story. It's it's almost as if... uh, Remember the whole Kyle Dubas fiasco with Brendan Shanahan? The, yes. the one thing that I I give credit for is when you are forthcoming and you kind of lay it all out there. There's, there's no, no follow-ups. There's, there's no follow-ups. There's nowhere to go after that. Everybody kind of knows what happened. And I, I think we know what happened here with the Ottawa Senators and Pierre Dorian. You do. And you, he and, and Lauer said as much. However, he made a trade and the dum-dum didn't include Dandenov's no-trade list. Right. Yeah, and to me, though, you know, Ann Lauer says, um, you know, I don't know why it, I wasn't informed of this. I don't know why it took 18 months. I don't know why I inherited this. His point was it doesn't need to take 18 months, and he kind of suggested 
is it possible that they withheld this information because it would have affected the franchise value and they're trying to drum up as much money as possible for the seller? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to put a, a question mark after that yeah. statement. So it, just say it. Yes. Does he not have some right to be pissed at the league? Like Absolutely. But tough beeswax. Well, you know what, though? When Kovalchuk signed his 17-year deal, 17-year <laughs> deal with the New Jersey Devils. A $1 AAV on that contract. <laughs> yeah, the last few years. Yeah. They fined them $3 million, a first, and yada, yada. And then time passed, and people stopped looking, and they reapplied to have the, it all lessened. And they cut the fine in half, and they didn't take the first away. And if that happened to Ann Lauer, would you be surprised? No, I would not. I, they would love to do this guy a favor. He the, just spent a uh, billion dollars. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the sense after a year and a half, two years, that they will go do the same thing. No. And uh, Ann Lauer, a bit of a rookie compared to Lou Lamorello at the time. Ann Lauer just laid it out there today, right? huh? But I get it. I, I get Gary. I mean, I don't want... I don't want you knowing about it. The team's for sale. You know what's going to happen when when you have a, a first rounder out there floating around, whether or not you're going to get it or not. You you say, listen, if, uh, if you're going to take a first rounder away from me, maybe I'll chop the price to take two, fifty two. Yeah, I was going to go Five. one, <laughs> but fifty, right? Well, but really, it can affect your odds of making playoffs in a tight division how much is and a, gate revenue. How much is a first round pick worth? Dude, that is like a profound question Ask that someone Leafs. should look into. Like, Ask that the is, Leafs, what son. is the what was, monetary what's, value what's Austin of Matthews first? been worth to the Leafs? A lot. Well, sure. And, and the prime the 30, sports drink, too. Yeah. He's worth a lot as well. Oh, yeah. worth, Signed a new deal. Yeah. Making money. But I, it's, it's a fascinating one to me, and it's hard to not come to that conclusion about some information not being shared yeah. at some point. Yeah. yeah. So Steve Stales comes in, and come on, who, who really thought Pierre, Mag- or Pierre uh, Dorian was going to hold on to this job yeah i did not nobody no no and what's, what's let's, the, let, here's uh, another one too. pierre dorian pierre dorian was very loyal <laughs> yeah he is very yeah they were not loyal to pierre dorian. <laughs> but he had the option yeah of getting rid of pierre dorian the moment he got the team and he didn't and he didn't want to do this today he did not want to do this. He didn't want to fire Dorian. No, today. no. You made the decision to keep him when you took over the team. And there's only one conceivable reason why you did that. Because you, you just spent a billion dollars and you don't need to go spend another two bill, uh, two see, million yeah. on, a, on, a, on a GM today. Pay to watch that guy. Pay for that guy to watch. Now pay yes. this guy to do the job he was just doing. Exactly. Yeah. And my understanding is Pierre has another year on his deal. So there was no hurry to add more money to a team that you bought that lost in the neighborhood of thirty-seven to forty million dollars last year. Yeah. So you're trying really? to so turn an asset around. No, yeah, no again, uh, I don't know if you kind of read the tea leaves on Steos talking about being the interim and searching for a new GM. They're not going to be in a hurry to go sign a GM. I think tomorrow. someone asked. Steve Steos about the search for a GM. Yeah. He was like, yeah. let me just look at my shirt here. Wow. Like, am I not it, good it, enough? It, number one is who's really out there. And number two is, again, how quickly do you want to sign someone 
to one point five or two million dollars to do a job that Pierre Dorian is still getting get paid for moving forward. So I, I don't think I, I think Pierre Dorian, the writing was on the wall. He's going to lose his job at some point to Steos or somebody else, but they just didn't want to do it this early. So, I mean, Peter Chiarelli's name is all over Twitter with zero confirmations. I wonder if eventually that would be, he's an yeah. Ottawa guy. Well, he's if, been a GM. Those are the only two things if, I have as qualifications. He, he's in St. Louis right now. He's somewhere, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, I, feel like but he's, he's, I feel like he's somewhere. He's desperate enough. He'd take it for probably a mill, one, two. You could, you would you, you could talk shudder him. Shudder how cheap I'd do it. For yeah. <laughs> and if I'm Steve Steos, I'm, I can't get out of that general manager's chair fast enough. Why? Why? Well, there's only 32, Kip. He doesn't, he's never been in one. Why would he not want it? Because I uh, got one of 32 potential presidents of hockey ops. That's why. I don't need both. I don't need GM. That guy is a bullet taker. <laughs> That's what you need. You need someone to. This give is the a new day-to-day. evolution of, of roles. Yeah. The president it's is over. the guy behind the, the, the GM. The, the, now. the prestigious general manager's title is over if you've got a president of hockey ops above you. Yeah. And that's, Steve Stales needs to keep that job. He'd be nuts to go and take the general manager's job. Wow. So he's he's not doing the the Kyle Dubas after an extensive search. I am I the best on myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter uh, Shelley is. A uh, he vice. would he would if he'd had the seven year deal. Yeah, at uh, what six million, five and a half, six yeah. million? What did Dubas get? Forty five? Yeah, something like that. Vice so. President of Hockey Operations for the St. Louis Blues, Peter Shelley. Okay. Do we did we get any Ann Lauer clips? Do we want to play him in this block? Uh, or I mean, do you want to save him for the second? I block? have a couple, but why don't we? Talk about the Leafs here, and then we can talk about the Leafs. More. Or do the you not want to? You want to avoid the Leafs? No, we're going to pick it up in the national <laughs> yes. hour as well, because right. okay. I think Jason York, stay, stay uh, with us, who's from Ottawa and has uh, been our resident Send, correspondent out of insider. Ottawa, yeah, will uh, will join us uh, in the next hour. Uh, all right, how long have we done this show now? A little over two years. Yeah, this is our third year, year three, pal. All right, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out to both of you. Was that one of the worst efforts we've seen since our show came about from the Toronto Maple Leafs last night? The fact night? that I, all, I need to really consider worse ones tells you what I thought of it because they're it's in that class for sure. But I'm well, ra- it's not good. I'm racking my brain <laughs> yeah. for a worse one, and I'm on t- television. I'm having a hard time coming up with one. I'm yeah. sure there was a few. I thought maybe but, they they lost the Habs handily a couple times. That's pretty gross. It's in the class. It's in okay. Yeah. Anaheim right. game last year, yeah. They lost in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. They got a point in that one. It's right up there. Yeah. Now uh, can we can we kind of pull back off of it a little bit? Twelve day road trip, three one and one, the adjustment to go back home, or no, not really. Uh, why do you want I mean I don't know. I'm just trying to be a little positive around here. Well, I know that's your forte. You're constantly a shining beacon of hope. But you know, the they it was pretty God, bleak, Tell us how you really feel about me. <laughs> but it was it was bad. So uh can you name a good player? Who'd you like last? Uh no. I literally can't name one player on the Leafs, so I was like, good showing. Nice is okay. Bar scored. He shot it right into the yeah, net. He, uh, he shot it under the bar. Yeah. That was nice. But, yeah, I mean, 
Lilligren bails on a hit going back for a puck that they score on. Klingberg was an atrocity yeah. at times last night. You know, we'll get deeper into that. But, you know, they're there. It was just the, the elite players were nowhere to be found. Willie, Willie was involved in yeah. good stuff. All right, let's what, go to a – you got a comment? Well, I'm just going to ask you, what did you like the least? Okay, I'll tell you what I like the least uh, after we hear from Sheldon Cliff, uh, Keith on clip one on uh, – on what he needed more of last night. I mean, we we need everybody, even when you know when our top guys are going, you you, you need everybody. Um, you know, we we saw the importance of that when we were on the road and got some good performances from different people, Nyes and Domi. You know, uh, score us a huge goal uh, or huge goals to come back and get us points in Tampa, and you know the uh, that that same line with Camp. Gets a huge goal for us with Giordano in, in, in Nashville. Like you, you need those kind of performances for sure. Um, today, nobody had it. Nobody. <laughs> Not a soul. So we, we don't buy into the fatigue? No? I believe a that it's bit. real, but I also believe you're aware of it as an NHL team and you're at home, and that's part of your job is to battle through those okay, nights. Okay, I, I want to get... Clip six? Yeah, clip six. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Keefe on Tired. It can, it can be part of it, but like it's the NHL. Every team's going to go through stuff like this. You you got to push through it. You got to find a way. So there's no excuses tonight. Got to find a way. There's things that we could have done better. Uh, sometimes you're sometimes you really you really have your A game. Everything's clicking. Sometimes you're you're you know you got lots of energy, but you're not sharp with the puck, and you got to adapt and adjust your game. Sometimes you don't have energy, so you you know you need to be better in different ways. Your special teams need to carry you. Find a way. Don't find an excuse. Mm. Find a way, don't find an excuse is a good line. Yep. Really good. Yeah. Uh, the thing that probably bothered me most last night was the 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 feeling and the philosophy that uh, we're, we're still going to try to outscore our mistakes. Mm-hmm. I got pissed off the most watching him load up Nylander, oh, yeah. Marner. And Matthews. Start of the third or end of the second? No, start of the third. And I I just think it's a horrible message to 17 other guys that says, uh, we're just going to put these guys together and they're going to just fix us. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we're going to come back and win and everybody's going to say, hey, way to never not give up and way to go. And yeah, we found a way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's It's just, to me, first of all, the least of his worries going into the third period was try to find three goals to tie the game up. Okay. Sheldon. No, no, totally agree. Your number one priority to start that third period was to put three guys on the ice who could compete, who could fight for a puck and win a battle. You start there. And if it means even sitting asses down, you do it. But that was loading up was the least of your uh, issues or worries. Yeah. Typically, I find with Sheldon, and this sounds like a silly thing to say, but he tries to win every game he's in. Of course you should. That's a great thing. But I would think he's been around this Leafs team long enough and the postseason long enough in the NHL to recognize that it's not about earning every regular season point you can necessarily. It's about conditioning your team for playoffs that the people who work get rewarded and we're a team that is based on merit and not just on potential 
and last night, you're right, giving more time and better players to those guys who were dogs, by and large, did not seem like the right answer. When it should have been a night, Sammy, I think you were saying that maybe you sit one of them down. Yeah, it felt like the opposite to me, where it's like you put one of them on the fourth line or something, or like you can send a message in a game where you're coming off the road trip, he's talking about how fatigue's not a factor. It's You're going to lose that game. You go into that third period, the way they've been playing, it's pretty obvious that they were not coming back in that. It seemed like a pretty good chance to send a message to somebody. I don't know who necessarily, but it could have been a, it could have been a, a spot for that. I just want to go back to your point. Like, look what Tockett did last night. So, and what he do? He's, he's, he sat JT Miller on oh, the bench yeah, yeah. for the he, he's part a, of the second he's, period. He's kind of a good example because we we do give Tockett a ton of credit for the attention to the details, and you're just telling me that. Sheldon's more of a big picture guy, find a way to well, win. And you know, is he is he not spending enough time on on the details, the smaller stuff? Uh, no, I don't think that's my takeaway. My takeaway is that he's not zooming out to the big picture enough here. Like that, it shouldn't have been about winning okay. one night last night, but you know, yeah. sending a message for the season. So the hard conversation is, what do we make Matthews? No good last night. Like, didn't even see him. But what do we make of Marner start at this point? Yeah, no good. No good. But it's just, it's curious because he is good. Yeah. And so what do we got going on here? I don't know. It's uh, it's it, not himself. It, it's not himself. And I, I think over the course, you know how I feel. Like, he, sure. he is the real engine of the team. Right. And so when it's And if that not engine's there, not going, then the 34 engines not, can't run without the 16 engine. Can it? Well, I, I mean, I think it can, Kip, but your your case is stronger right now because Marner isn't going and Matthews has looked ineffective. You know, all of a sudden he has one goal in his last six games, you know. You know, you come off two hat-tricks to start the year and it's a bit of a different vibe here. So, yeah, it, it's it's curious because Sam and I were saying, like, where there haven't even been moments where you're like, oh, that's the Marner spin around on a rush where he finds a trailer for a tap-in or, like, that electric play. So, boy, there's – I'm surprised the Leafs are 5-3-1 and one, considering the well, start be, of a lot of the It could be here. a lot worse if uh, maybe Joseph Wall didn't yeah. get shot out of a cannon. Um, but there, there, there seems to be some issues all over the ice, including power play – Klingberg, Morgan Riley. <laughs> Let's go to Sheldon Keefe on uh, on uh, Klingberg. I think uh, dropping off his uh, number one PP power play it was like our five on five play. That it was, yeah, it, it was. You know, on a night like today when you don't have it, you're sort of relying on the power play to be able to spark you and get some positive momentum for the group. Uh, like you kind of saw it in the third. You know, the power play scores on our next few shifts. Like all of a sudden, you you have some lags. And and just wasn't happening for us in the uh, on the first few power plays. So just changing the changing the the mix a bit. Changing the mix a bit with Klingberg off power play one. Well, he's not going to do that, right? Now what? You know, the idea when you sign a guy like Klingberg for four million is that you are. You're getting the year where Kevin Shattenkirk goes to Tampa Bay and does really well before he goes to get another contract. Or, you know, there's a number of examples where guys go, you know, Tony D'Angelo goes to Carolina, has one good year, you pay him cheap, and then he goes and makes money somewhere else. You're supposed to be getting that from Klingberg this year, 
if he's not on the power play and he's on your third pair with William Legison and he's turning pucks over and giving up odd man rushes on that third pair, making $4 million, this becomes a problem they have to address quickly. Yeah, we, Marner talked a little bit about uh, not shooting the puck enough himself. Marner's not, yeah. or Klingberg. No, Marner. Uh, Marner on the power play, yeah. or you know, in general, I guess. But uh, um, is is that the sense too that uh, he's he's not making the right selections like he used to? Besides Perfect. Klingberg, Marner, Matthews, I'm well, watching this thing and it's it's not flowing. Well, it's a different... I have that clip if you want to. If you Do you? Want, okay, if you let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's in shows there, Derek. Um, Marner on wanting to be more. Yeah, Marner on wanting more threatening as a shooter. Sorry, I mean, maybe we don't have it. My bad. You know, I think um, I need to, you know, be more of a threat of a shooter. Um, you know, be um, a little more selfish in those areas, so it opens up Boston a little more. I'd say. Um, you know, it's got to have trust in our game. Um, you know, when we're going well, we're getting on the forecheck, we're stripping pucks, and um, we've had moments of that throughout the season, but just not enough. And, um, you know, we know we've got to be better, and we will be better. He has been notoriously a slow starter, has he not? I think last year he had a slow start. I don't remember if this has been typical, but I mean, this is real slow. The the one thing that might be different there is just, you know, they've been in a 1-3-1 one, one typically with Riley at the top, and they're kind of more of like a little 2-3 spread now. Like the idea was that Marner was going to get more touches low, and I haven't really seen that play out. And I wonder if some of this is Boucher's system on the power play, you know, maybe something that they want to take a look yeah. at. In a little over 10 minutes, we're going to have Mike Feuda, of course, uh, former NHL executive and was around for a couple of Stanley Cups against the team that the Leafs saw last night in the L.A. Kings, and we'll get his thoughts on matching up against an L.A. King hockey mm-hmm. club, which kind of told you that I did not like the Leaf matchup against their three centermen last yeah. night, and they were horses led by, I think, Philip Deneau. Yeah. No, I mean, like, they, a little disappointing for you, don't you think? Was it the Leafs couldn't hang? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't run LA with, uh... is coming into a good team's building and brought great energy, skated. You know, they have a lot of guys who shoot it. We talked about they have good size, and Kaliev shoots it, and Kempe shoots it, and Doughty can. They got a lot of guys who can play. But Trevor Moore, was he arguably one of the best players on the ice? He was prime Pavel Bure last night. He <laughs> <laughs> was unbelievable. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But that just speaks to that no one skating last gotta night. Gotta piss off Leaf fans, eh? When you just see a guy like that, that you was, couldn't find. Was he the to play like that? Is he the Jack Campbell trade or the Muzzin trade? Muzzin is my. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. I can look it up. I can look yeah, it up. I should ask. But no, it it yeah, it does hurt a little bit because I liked him as a Leaf. He was one of their homegrown guys. Yeah, and they traded him for. I guess you know you can talk about Jack Campbell's. Tenure here, but like you know, probably would like to have Trevor Moore back. Yeah, in retrospect, yeah, just move on. <laughs> Campbell was fine, you know, for a lot of the time here, but didn't get the job done. You know, I didn't mind seeing Domi try and fight someone when they're down three nothing. You know, that was a, a little bit of a bright spot. At least someone was frustrated. That was nice. Yeah, and it's, people really have an issue with Ryan Reeves. Uh, I have an issue with him letting his guy sneak down the back door yeah. and tap one in. Yeah. So, you know, he did, 
he's not playing well enough to be on the ice. Played seven and a half minutes last night. Yeah. And then I look at him trying to run Drew Doughty. <laughs> and at least that's something for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Just don't play him seven. Play him two. Well. Or just let him sit on the bench until something, until you need to send a message out there. Give him one shot at running at Drew Doughty and ke- yeah. get him off the ice. But nobody says he has to play eight or nine minutes. It's a tough spot, you know, like you you hate to dress a guy you can't yeah. use, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. But it doesn't, so far, the 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 the, the grit or the snot or whatever you want to call it just is not, hasn't ripped through the, the lineup for the first 10 games. No, it has not. And isn't that something that last night, you're in that game, and it's kind of a dud. They're down 2 nothing on home ice. The crowd's quiet. No energy. No energy. Mood. Isn't that, like, the perfect spot for Ryan Reeves to do a Ryan Reeves thing? Well, just chat somebody up. Wait, just, like, just chat with Andreas England just who's something, Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm coming after you, you, you. What are you all going to do about it? Steal a page out of Evander Kane at the outdoor game. Yeah. Just give the re- the crowd a reason to be like, hey, I know why I paid 300 bucks to sit in the lower bowl tonight. Yeah. Maybe yeah. to see somebody do something passionate do on we, the ice. Do we want to hear... Like scare someone besides your own teammates. Did you see that yes, segment on TV yes. where he's hiding in the... Yeah. It's fun. It's great. But like nobody gives a crap about that stuff if you don't scare people on the ice. Correct. <laughs> I am the target Tavares, audience. Tavares is unbelievable. He, like genuinely timed it well, scared him, Tavares, like, didn't flinch, and he's like, oh, you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the most emoting you're going to get um, out of the captain. So speaking of the crowd last night, hot conversation, getting booed after the road trip, them coming back, the way they played. What are your thoughts, Kippy? Well, there was that one end of the period shift where they were in their own zone for three days. Sixty-five seconds, yeah. yeah. That was, I can't. I, I get it. That is a horrific yeah. two and a half minutes. But I don't even know. It's, did LA painful. even get any chance in that? They just kind of passed it around the outside. They where thought it, well, it was three on Leafs. three. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Tired Leafs just like crowded to the middle. The LA passed it around. for The boo might have been just generally, this sucks. When, when, you know? you, <laughs> when no is the last time you're watching a hockey game and you heard a Bronx cheer for them clearing the puck? They, well, they got yeah. into the center ice. Two and one at the time. Five, two, and one. But it's a bit of a a facade. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. You're I giving think the fans a lot of credit that. Yeah, I, like... I, I am giving them more credit for. Uh, we've seen this before, but and a hundred points, one hundred and twelve points will be nice. But if if you guys lay an egg, like we're not surprised. Yeah. We're not getting fooled by 82 games anymore. Yeah. Quick uh, detour on that. You know, kind of similar topic, but talking about the Stars not scoring and being frustrating. Do you think contracts are related in the slightest bit? Like, Oof. like, well, Marner, really? you know, if Marner was having a great year, you'd be telling me that they're going to have to pay him $14 million at the end of the year. <laughs> if Willie, you know, Willie just got paid. Matthews just got, got paid. Or, sorry, Willie hasn't uh, got paid yet. I got news for you. They're, they're, they're going to get paid. They could suck again tomorrow night against Boston. Yeah. They're going to get 
paid. Okay, so you don't think any of that no. is playing out in anyone's head? No. Matthews is comfy? Or no, 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 no. Or they're, they're, or their numbers are, are too strong. Yeah. They will be good. They'll have better than most stars' numbers. Yeah. And they're going to get paid. Yeah, part yeah. of that is putting them out there when they're playing like dogs. <laughs> you know, stacking them up. Well, that's, you know how I feel about the cookie. Like, they would have been better off getting shut out. 100%. Than, 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 than Tavares scoring out, that goal on the power and, play. Yeah. It's like, eh, you guys stunk five on five, and then you just wait for a power play goal. The it's big, like. The biggest question was just like, who would you reward? You know, like if it was like, boy. Gregor and Domi and whoever are flying. Like, let's get them out there. There just wasn't anyone. Yeah, there wasn't one line that was like, wow, they're sustaining pressure tonight. Yeah. So we could maybe let them go out there. There was no one to I, reward. There was a quick thing that I noticed, and they mentioned on the broadcast, that Todd McClellan, after Domi just <laughs> buries Fiala with the yeah. cross check, and he's slashing him, and he's jawing the whole bench, put out his fourth line on the power play. Are you surprised by that? After how that went, they were up three zip. I was surprised that he did that. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's a good catch. Yeah. Uh, I, they're, they're a little deeper, and I think they do run a little bit more on a rotation. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not that shocked. They, they are deeper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it became clear last night anyway. You know, when, when things aren't going great, you need some people to step up. Um, and so we didn't get it from their heavies. You know, I talked a little bit about their decor last night. Do you think John Klingberg finishes the year as a Maple Leaf? I, uh, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, okay. there's just, there's nowhere for him to go. Yeah, you don't think they can tape a pick to him or something? <laughs> Nine games uh, in, I'm, I'm already theorizing. Uh, they, they did that, Anaheim did that last March. And Minnesota... I don't think fell in love with him. I got to tell you, I'm a big Brad Tree living guy, but it's real tough to look at this offseason and go, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so far. Well, so far. Yeah, so far. And, and I think there's time for them to turn yeah. it around. And I think Klingberg is what he, he, he we see. Uh, at times he can look like he, once upon a time, was a very good player and has some upside on maybe shooting a puck in the offensive zone. But he can't, he can't defend. It's not even defending. Like last night, there's a play. So the Leafs are in the O-zone. comes down Lilligren's wall on the right-hand side up to the hash marks. He pinches down, keeps it in. They keep possession. Goes around to the far left corner. And Klingberg tries to pinch down into the corner to yeah. keep it in. Chips by him. They go yeah. two-on-one. Like you last year used to be like, Justin Hall, just play defense. Yes. We just want you to defend. Don't ever go down the walls. Yeah. You hate to tell a guy like Klingberg to play that way, but he probably has Listen, a much better better year if he just stays on the blue and makes plays from his, there. In his mind, he still thinks he can go get that $64 million contract that he turned down in Dallas. Ugh. I'm telling you. Like, he, he, he does the math every day how much he's lost and how many points he may need to try to make some of it back. Ugh. Whoever offered that should be retroactively fired. Um, I'm shocked the Leafs gave him 4.1. Just... For me, mind-boggling. You want to come to Toronto? You want to get attention? You want to play with Matthews and Marner? Here's $1.52 million on a one-year deal and you work yourself back up. Play, yeah. I'll give you a top power play to start, and uh, you'll get your money from either us or somebody else next year. Somebody else. Um, last quick one before we go. Did last, last night, 
shake you at all in your thoughts about this team? Or is it just one-off? We've kind of seen this movie before a little bit. There's just way too much talent to ever think that they're in jeopardy of of losing a, a, a playoff spot. How's that? Okay. Right, I, I don't know. Can they, they can, can win the can they win the East? I, on paper, they certainly looked that way at the beginning of the season. But you're asking me, are they going to be in the mix for a playoff spot? Like this team's way too talented. Good. And what about Joe Wall? Any different thoughts there? Feel the same way about him? Yeah, he Do anything to? Yeah, he, he wasn't. I don't blame him for brilliant or first star. And that's what you needed to be first star of the, the game last night to, for the Leafs to have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he embarrassed himself or set himself no, back. But he certainly didn't like cement the number one job or anything. Are you going back to him in Boston? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good question that I was going to throw you guys first. <laughs> I, I believe I, Sammy. I believe that he'll go to Samsonov. I do too. Give him the chance. Yep. You know, just like he's he was your starter in playoffs last year. You're not even ten games in. You're about to be ten. Yeah, games and in. it's for me. It's not even so much uh, a reflection on Samsonov getting the start. It's you gotta protect Joseph Wall yeah, you can't in just this running him out there. And is this their only visit in Boston too, or they've got another one, Sammy? I think they play two in Toronto against Boston this year. And this is the only visit in Boston? I think so. Because he's, he's an area guy there too, right? I mean, Wallace. yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's just too early for me to throw him in that. Yeah. I, it would be nice if there was another game in February or March in Boston that you could say, you know, if the, the tea leaves, uh, you know, yeah. present themselves. Uh, this is the only game in Boston. Yeah. If there, was a, if, if there was a game later on, I'd maybe consider it, but yeah. n- not now and not coming off a, a game where you've got some major issues in front of your goalie. Do you want to hear Sheldon Keefe's thoughts on Joe Wall? Yes. Uh, I mean, or do you want a break? Let's, get, let's hit the break. Let's get the okay, break. we're going to hit a break according to my producer, Sammy, and then we'll come back with Mike Fuda to tell us more on what he saw last night out of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the LA Kings. Back after these words. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. I'm Nick Kiprios. Justin Bourne. Sammy McKee. Derek Brandeo, General Nick, and soon Mike Fuda. Yeah. Friend of the show. Do we have him? We got him. Is he centered? Does he look pretty for our Zoom? There he is. Futes, what's going on? (laughs) I don't know if you know it, but this season, the three of us were a big deal. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm a regular. I'm a regular watcher and listener. Well, we I can't have... believe what a big, big deal Sammy's become. <laughs> God, he's so... getting that mop cut now, tomorrow. Now, hey, now, I, I now, got, now. I got to grease the door to get his head through it. Oh my! That's he's how... a rock star. He's an absolute rock star. He is. Yeah. This is my nightmare. This <laughs> is <laughs> um, my nightmare. You might be the perfect guy, you know, spending a lot of time with the uh, L.A. Kings, winning championships with a lot of players still there from, from your time. 
Just give us your thoughts of last night. A lot on the Leafs coming off a road trip and just not having their stuff. But what did you see? Well, I was actually there, Kipper, and it was a it was a tough one to watch. Um, I mean, I thought the Leafs had started to come, and I mean, obviously coming off, I've heard the whole thing about long road trip, but I thought it was more about what the Kings brought to the table and and what a complete effort they were. And, and again, it starts on the back end there, and it, it just seems when you look at the Kings, it just fits. Like they've got such a plethora of right shot D. I mean, Drew I thought was excellent last night, but. Matty Roy brings a defensive element. Uh, Spence has got some great offensive upside. And it's just when he looks at your pairs, you feel good about it. And on the counterbalance, and that's plus they've got Brant Clark, who's probably could be playing in their top four right now that's still in, in the minors. And it's he's ready to come up too. I talked to a big talk with Blakey about their depth and the ability to like, I was shocked when they moved on from Sean Dersey. Um you know, they traded Sean Walker, and these guys are having great effects on the place they've gone. And it's a really it's credit to the job that, I mean, part of the guys, I was still there, but Mark Kinetti and the staff, for a general manager, when you can have that many assets and then you can afford to put packages together like they did with Winnipeg, where you're giving up good players. You're giving up guys you don't want to give up. Alex Iafalo is a great player. Gabe Velarde, before he was injured, had a chance to have a great season. And 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 uh, we aren't for it on defense, but... It just doesn't look coherent on the back end. And I know it's a work in progress on the Leaf side of things, but it wasn't a good look last night. And the Kings just kept coming in waves and waves. And, I mean, their fourth line seemed to play with an identity. And, I mean, when you get a team like that, like we talked about, I've used heard the term dogs being used lately and not in a negative term, just like I heard Justin Wilbs use. It's just scrappy guys, guys that really compete hard. And uh, I felt with some of the additions that they made that they were going to be adding some more dog to their lineup. And uh, for whatever reason, it's just not there right now. Like uh, Max seemed to be coming along last night. Um, Max looked out of sorts. Um, I mean, there was really no tough guy in the other team. So Reeves kind of looked not sure what he was supposed to be doing. And and uh, Bertuzzi was still struggling as well. So it wasn't a good look on anybody uh, from start to finish. And, and the big boys uh, haven't got it going. And... It, the chemistry just seems to be off. And I mean, and until it's early and I know it's, uh, but we say the regular season doesn't matter, but efforts like that, that looked like a team that was really well-constructed from top to bottom that could look like they could do some damage in the playoffs. I think they're a little concerned about their goaltending, but that was a thorough beatdown. Futz makes a really good point. It's like an English English lesson, like why English is tough to learn because the Leafs had a bunch of dogs last night, but the Kings had a bunch of dogs. It's like how you say it, it seems to be. You know? I mean, it's like, uh, and embarrassed, yeah. like bumping for all of his negatives. He brought that kind of, there was chemistry on that top line with him. And he brought it like, sometimes I don't like the diving and flopping everywhere, but he brought a bit of that, that grit and snarl. And, uh, and, and it's not that those guys don't have it. And I go back to a guy like Max, if you're going to bring Max, Max really had two, his last two years have been exceptional with the Rangers and Dallas. And that's like, he wasn't really much with us in Carolina because we didn't play him with anybody. You can't bring in a guy like that and think he's going to be your checker. Right. Uh, and you've got to play him with skilled players to get him comfortable. And, uh, and he's got to be on a power play unit to be comfortable or he looks out of sorts. And that's why he had a success with the Rangers in Dallas. And that's, that's what he's going to need to have, to have that success. And I'm sure some of these guys, if they got brought in on one year deals, when you're looking like the wall that you're coming into Shangri-La, you're going to be playing with the best teams. You're going to be putting up huge points in your contract season. And all of a sudden you're just seeing ugh, like vanilla ice cream. You probably start squeezing your sticks a little bit. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, and so that's one thing. So the Leafs aren't really measuring themselves against the league. They're measuring themselves against the best teams. They're trying to be a Stanley Cup team, and so they had a good showing against Dallas and Tampa Bay. They come up against the Kings, and you see that measuring stick. Where do they not measure up in terms of a team with Cup aspirations? I just think the back end. Um, right now for me, I mean, I think I couldn't put it on wall last night. I thought they were bad break. The first one, you know, Geo just tries to make a play, and it's a bad bounce over his shoulder and stuff like that. So I, would, I wouldn't so much. I wouldn't start pushing the panic button on wall. But, again, I just think on the back end, um, that's got to have a different look to it altogether. And it says the copycat league, Borny and Kipper, but you, you think about the teams that have won. And the the blue, like you look at Vegas's blue line last year, like you can afford to lose somebody, and uh, and you you don't. It's not chaos. It's not like when the Leafs used to lose Muzz, and it was like, oh my God, fire! What's going to happen? We lost Muzz, and I thought last year they seemed to have a little bit more depth. Again, it's just right now the pairings. I mean, everybody's got a little bit older. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not competitive or going to have great years, but it's tough. It's a it's a tough look back there, and again. I think with the addition of um, who's the right shot number three there, he's he's got a Klingberg. Kind of, he, he's frustrating for me because, and sometimes when a guy skates that smooth and looks effortless, but when you look effortless, <laughs> it's by inside of your skating. It, it kind of like I used to have that thing because I didn't like the way the fact that um, that Nylander didn't sweat didn't mean he wasn't working. And I mean right. last night I thought he was outstanding again. I mean. He was probably one of the few players that was flying out there. But I just think Klingberg's got to put a lot more intensity and battle into his game. That's the only time I've seen him be kind of effective all the time. And Bradwood, tree living, would have seen it a lot. Was He played with some snarl against the Calgary Flames. I know he really seemed to get into it with Tuchuk a lot in that playoff series. And since then, I haven't seen an urgency or a snarl to his game whatsoever. And I'm not talking about a fighter or anything, but you've got to play with a little bit more of a chip in your shoulder. And particularly, I mean, he's making a lot of money this year. That's a big cap hit for a guy that's kind of going to be in and out with his effort. We're talking to Mike Fuda, NHL executive, Sportsnet hockey analyst. Uh, Futes, you've put a lot of lines together over your career, either at uh, the junior level or, you know, your input uh, at the pro level here. Everything was pointed to the direction that uh, Bertuzzi, Matthews, and Marner could be uh, not only a good line, but maybe one of the best in the league. What have you seen or not seen up until this point on why this thing hasn't even remotely clicked? Well, I think because the two big guys aren't at the level of chemistry that they're normally at. And when they are, I think it's easier to slot another player and then obviously you got a guy with Bertuzzi that whoever somebody called him I think an unmade bed or whatever else he's <laughs> he's uh he just looks but he's he's exactly what you think should fit there but until it happens I always use the analogy that we when we brought in Ilya Kovalchuk we thought because we kept putting it on the wall we did you know we lost Marion Gabrick and we thought I know he's getting older but we're going to get th- where we're going to get 35 or we're going to get 40 out of him he's got two different looks because He's either going to fit with Andre Kopitar or he's going to fit with Jeff Carter, and they're both two different players, so there's going to be chemistry. And and not no knock on Kobe. He couldn't fit with either one of them. It was an absolute disaster. And uh, and then the coach kind of falls out in love with him and starts playing him, you know, on a line with like Trevor Lewis and and guys that are noted checkers and stuff like that, and Dwight Kings of the world, and all of a sudden you've got a you've got a mess. So I think there's going to take some patience on the like I know Trees is in patient spot. I think Kiefer sometimes 
he gets the Yahtzee Cup out a little early when things aren't going and starts just chucking out lines <laughs> after, after, after. But it, I think with this group, you've got to find some way to get lines consistent, whether it's Nice gets his chance up there because he looks like he can fit with anybody. I was surprised how big he is in person. And just get some consistency with the lines and, and stick with it, even though there might be some painful times because I know it was it was it's unbelievable for players when you're really fighting to get that chemistry and you seem to be lined up with a different guy every night. But in, in fairness to on the team, you've got to you've got to bring that like the old the knock on the old leafs and this group's supposed to keep learning and keep developing, getting better, not making the same mistakes, is that they don't start on time. Right. And and they're supposedly over that. And then I go to a game last night and they still haven't started. So it's just one of those things that they got to, old excuses can't re- re- renew their heads again. Uh, they've got to get these things down uh, because, and I, I obviously think this is a playoff team. I think they can't just rely on scoring goals. They've got to play a little bit more thorough on the back end and, uh, and they'll get there. But I think there has to be more urgency that you can't just say it's all about what we do in the playoffs or somebody that nobody expected to be there might be ahead of you and you might be on the outside looking in if you take too many nights off like last night. Uh, just last quick one for me, Futes. I want to get your thoughts on how often that happens where a coach isn't playing a guy that the way that you saw him when you acquired him. How often does that happen to managers when you're like, you didn't bring him in to be that and it just doesn't work because of a disconnect between the front office and the coach? Well, it's it's the worst feeling ever and it goes back to that that Billy, uh, what is it, the Billy Bean, where he is it, he says that he, <laughs> he keeps playing him in the one position, and so you just <laughs> you remove out the block and just play him where you want. But for us, I remember that first exhibition game as we had spent the whole summer recruiting Kovalchuk. He offered, actually got offered more money to go to go to Vegas, which would have been another story altogether with their cap situation. But he comes to us with the thoughts that he was going to be with Angie Kopitar or, or sure. Anze Kopitar or Jeff Carter. And for sure, our first exhibition game, John Stevens posts the lineup. God bless John Stevens. He's got three cups, but he hasn't played on the line with Dwight King and Trevor Lewis. And we almost croaked. I've never seen Blake <laughs> run so fast down to the dressing room. <laughs> really? like, you, can, you can give up on him after two weeks in the season, but we've just played five exhibition games and you've already gassed him. So that's the probably the best thought I've had is obviously you do a lot of due diligence and that's why communication is so good when you have a coach that uh, understands that even if you're trying to trade a player, sometimes you have to put a player in and you got to put him in a place so he can succeed. So you have some pieces you can sell. And that's the other thing is some of these teams, I look at it, there's not a lot of currency to get your team better, right? Uh, you kind of nises up and he looks great. Um, we still don't know. Jet Robertson's never really got the shine that we thought we were getting out of him. The, I think it was Niemler or whatever got broken in half at training camp, I think. And you've got to have some players to improve, like to be able to give teams and offer other teams to improve on that back end. And the salary cap situation, it's tough. And, and the last thing is it's – the really thing that's really chewing at me, because I even look at the Edmonton Oilers and their back end, and thank God they picked up picked up uh, Echo out of Nashville. But just because – you have a guy that's your number one defenseman doesn't mean you have to pay him like he's a number one defenseman. And I go back to somebody cause I love Darnell nurse, but I don't love Darnell nurse making 9.5 million because you can't make your team better and fill out those holes in the back end. If someone's cap hit is so incredibly out of sorts with what they're bringing to the table as a player. Foots. Great stuff as always, man. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate your feedback. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for you too, too, pal. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Mike Feud. Thanks, Sammy. Hey, um, own sound connection. Really, really good question on like. There's a management team. Yeah, you're, you got your head coach. He's the last guy to th- decide who jumps over the boards and who doesn't. But yeah, there's. I can only imagine the internal. Um, I'm not fighting, and I'm not talking about the Leafs. I'm talking about just in general over yeah. where does a guy play and how how long do you stick with something before you yeah. kind of temporary give up on it. I can't even tell you the line Bertuzzi finished on last night. He didn't it, play. He didn't it, play in the third right? period. Maybe, maybe he had a shift okay. or two. So, uh, he was benched. So it, by the second, was was the last shift with Tavares and or no was it with... He was out there for the 245 at the end of the, of the second. He was, Ah, that was probably he was, it. He was water winging around in there. So He maybe. was the ruggler. <laughs> so maybe Keith, I don't I know, could, saw that and said, you maybe need a rest. But, like, yeah, listen, I... He, t- he takes some bad penalties, too. He's well, reaching in. He's Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like the call, but move your feet. It was a bad... It, it was weird that the guy fell and... Uh, he dove. Right? But still get your stick but out still, of him. Or he, 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 he toe-picked. Keep skating. Something. Yeah. Anyways, we expect a much better effort Interesting, night. though, if he's already in Keith's doghouse. If he's that guy game nine, whoo! You know why we expect a better effort tomorrow night? Because yeah. we're on the show. Oh, we are? Yes. That's awesome. Our first one of the year. All right, more Real Kipper and Born as we go national. We'll revisit Pierre Dorian, fired from the Ottawa Senators. And uh, our good friend Yorkie will be by to let us know all about it.